You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to Experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy. But you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Without further ado, the Dear Friends Podcast. Dear friends, spill your woes to your musical family. Dear friends, they will take your questions and turn them into nuggets of wisdom. And anecdotes in an otherwise cynical world. Dear friends. Hi, I'm Dear Friend Emily. I'm Dear Friend Christy. And I'm Dearest Friend Jess, and welcome to Dear Friend, the write-in advice podcast for the musical-minded. How are you guys doing today on this very freezy, uh, depending on where you're at, Saturday morning? (laughs) Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm in California, and it's like 50 degrees. I'm so cold, (laughs) I'm in Colorado, it's like 50 degrees, and I'm ready to go out in a light jacket, so. (laughs) I'm in Michigan, it's 12 degrees, I'm in hell. (laughs) (laughs) Bundled up in your Broadway blanket. Yeah, I literally. Our, our friends, our friends in the Northeast are getting bomb cycloned. So stay warm and cozy. You know, this is like a week um, previous to when you're hearing this. But yeah, yeah. Um, I will say it. You. Yes, yeah. yes. A lot of people are getting it, and it's just weird because the same thing happened when Hurricane Sandy. Um, when New York gets it, we get it three days later. So it's uh, like, oh, that's what I've yeah. got to look forward to. Yeah, that's what my week ahead's like. <laughs> Um, but we do have a writing question that I think we're going to have a lot of fun chatting about. Okay. 
Um, this is actually a write-in from one um, Stephen Prince, and they asked, "Hey, you guys, what what you always talk about? Like how movies kind of go for cash grabs for Broadway? Um, but are there any movies that you think would be really good fits for Broadway?" And yeah, that was a totally real question we got. <laughs> that was a um, real question. They wrote <laughs> that absolutely down. Real, yeah. It's, it's I, that I moment the... of The Simpsons where Marge is like, "Oh, Homer, look what you made me write." Um, but that's a good question where we're what movies do you think that would actually be good musicals and not in the cash grab kind of way I have a list written down but what do you guys (laughs) think what are your first ones that come to your mind I know we've talked previously on this podcast about how I definitely think Hook would be much better suited to a stage musical than the film it was I can see that Um, you know the one I always go to um, which is a little bit of a cheat because it was a book first but I would love to see The Last Unicorn as musical Mm. that would be cool as like a really um minimal black box yeah throw on the props like yeah or i was thinking you know if something you know julie tamer-esque with you know like masks and puppetry and i think that would be really cool i just think it's a very great story um it's it's a story that i guess sings to me just and you can use the the songs from the movie oh yeah all the, the america songs so not sure about now that I'm a woman, though, because that one's kind of Now that yeah. I'm a woman. <laughs> yeah. Mia does the best she can. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's so funny because, like, you think about um, musical theater. I don't know. I guess before the... I guess before the 2000s. The 2000s was really when that boom kind of hit, right? Like, mm-hmm. I remember being in college, and I think Hairspray really set the ball rolling in a lot of ways. Although, I yeah. loved, and, I loved and producers the Full Monty, before that. Oh, yeah, the producers, definitely. Um, and I loved the Full Monty. It's one of the first shows I ever saw on Broadway, and I thought it mm-hmm. worked really well. And I actually think that those movie-to-musical adaptations, a lot of times they work best when it's, uh, a movie that's not like the most famous movie in the world, like an indie right. movie, yeah. like something mm-hmm. that's not like just like a quote fest that everyone has seen, you know, like mm-hmm. like Kinky Girls. Boots. Kinky Boots is like Kinky a Boots. perfect Broadway right. show. Exactly. Kinky Boots uh-huh. works so well. And The Full Monty is the same way. Like, I remember seeing the movie, and the movie was really big in the late 90s, but the musical took what was good about it and Americanized it, and it worked really, really well. Um, right. And I, I really like those a lot. Um, so, like, in that vein, um, I mean, my favorite movie in the whole wide world is is Waiting for Guffman. Yes. And I don't, I, a part of me wants to see Waiting for Guffman adapted to a musical, but part of me only wants to see Red, White, and Blaine. Like, no Guffman, just <laughs> Red, White, and Blaine yeah. made into a musical um, and fleshed out. It would be awful yeah. and maybe only funny to me, but um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, but the, you know, um, musicals—you can't go wrong with musicals that are kind of about the backstage drama. You can't go wrong with theater. Oh no, that's no. about the backstage no. drama, and that's mm-hmm. that's kind of what Guffman is. But I, I would definitely want it. It, it would have to be off Broadway as much as possible. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if it would work in a Broadway space. It's, that seems a little too big and flashy for me for a show about community theater. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what else. I'd have to think yeah. about it. Well, I <laughs> talked about think? I talked about this when I did Sunset Boulevard uh, for At the Source, and the problem is, you know, not that they're making musicals out of movies. It's just that, like you're saying, you know, they're just taking this property that everybody loves from like you know twenty or thirty years ago, slapping some songs on and saying the tourists yeah. will come see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
and tourists will come to see it and it's exactly it it's and it's you that's how you get stuff like um I don't know, like Back to the Future. Like I look at that, oh. and that is not a, you a know, Christmas I'm like, story. A Christmas, Christmas story. story. The like, musical is not good. Do, I don't know, I yeah, these are not mm. characters. Where I look at them and I say, yes, they would sing. Have um, you watched any of the Back to the Future musical? I've no. you know I've seen clips and I'm like, I've watched okay, the that's entire a thing, thing that is happening. The it's entire that bad. thing. Is it, it just is the first? So is it terrible. just the first movie? I'm assuming just it's just the, the first movie. movie. Yeah, and like there's like. Like there's a song where there's like multiple Doc Browns and they're I all dancing. I see clips of that and I'm like, what are you doing? And it's the yeah, song about I mean... how the flux capacitor works, and the song title is "It Works." Like they took the one line of dialogue of him saying "It works" and then expands it to like a. Okay, it's and bad. That's the thing. It's you know, I I had a rant on Twitter about this exact thing a little while ago because people were you know talking about Encanto and trying to figure out you know how everything worked, and I'm like. It's the flux capacitor. It just works. That's all you need to know yeah, for the just purposes works. of the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but going back to possible. that point about it works, um, mm-hmm. that's what I feel like, you know, the producers works, but Young Frankenstein doesn't work as nope. well because right. you get songs like Roll in the Hay, a whole song based off of one line, one line. <laughs> that, that Terry Gar just made funny. And so they have to flesh it out into a whole big number. And that's right. like what the Christmas Story musical does, too. It's like, remember the thing? Remember the yeah, thing Yeah, this you is like? the thing, yes. yeah. And I feel that way about School of Rock, unfortunately. As much yeah. as I love the kids and I love that like one, one new song that the kids sing, mm-hmm. everything that's good about that show musically or that stands out musically – was stuff in the movie. Right. Even the math song that, like, Jack Black ad-libbed, they put into the musical. And it's like, I'd rather... And the whole time I was watching it, I was like, I wish I was watching the movie right now. Like, I just wish I was home watching the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I don't like that stuff. And it's really hard to do um, iconic stuff. I mean, you know... Um, when you get into something like Sunset Boulevard or Monty Python and the Holy Grail that are just these, you know, pop culture, you know... Um, monuments Mm -hmm. and you know people have have thoughts about the way these characters are played the way those lines are said you know how this looks and that's a lot for any actor and any director to take on and try to stand up for I mean I one of the things I did like when I saw spam a lot was that they didn't try to mimic Monty Python's you know delivery they tried to make it their own but you're still in that shadow oh yeah I dir- I music directed a high school production of it once and it was weird um mm-hmm. uh, but you have to make it your own and and it it worked because you know Eric Idle can write a good tune and and mm-hmm. it was a little more competent than most um, they were building off of kind of funny jokes with the original team, which so you know, right. it's not one uh-huh. of my favorite shows, but it's not one of my least favorite shows. Yeah, I mean, and I think you fun. know, there's there's times when that works, like you know, when you have the I'm not the guy saying I'm not dead yet, and he gets up and sings. Yeah. I mean, that's funny because in the context of the in the context of the joke. Yeah. You know, that works. <laughs> oh, and the new stuff like Find Your Grail and uh-huh. um, and uh, the song that goes like this. Like, yeah. bangers. Hilarious in their Divas own right. Diva's Lament. So. I mean, come on. That's, God, you know. so good. So good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I do want to pitch some movie musicals at you. Please do. Um, you probably okay. thought about this more. <laughs> so, 
one of my favorite films of all time um and i feel like this doesn't get it as much love as a very similar film that's much worse um it, which is forrest gump being there <laughs> is one of the best films of all time um peter okay. sellers as this i've heard of character. it i haven't seen it i love forrest gump i don't know what you're talking i mean <laughs> i think this is just a different variation of forrest gump um it came up that about... kind of simpleton going through life thing yeah i mm-hmm. mean it's this peter sellers character walking through life gets kicked out of his house, immediately walks into a billionaire's car, and eventually they're propping him up by the end of the film to become president of the United States. He <laughs> says very little, which means that people think he's a genius. Mm. Uh, Shirley MacLaine's like in love with him, despite him saying very little. There's like the most awkward like sexual encounter I've ever seen in it. <laughs> but a wonderful film, 10 out of 10 film, no complaints. Not a lot of people know about it, and Nathan Lane for years has, had been begging Stephen Sondheim to write an adaptation oh, um, for, I could, yeah. Sorry for him we to play. Get, sorry we not, we'll never get to see that because that does sound like uh, something that he would, would have really mm-hmm. keyed and into. Son, Sondheim always said no because he's like, no, the lead character doesn't sing. He's like, no, you save that for the end of Act 1, Stevie. You save that for the end of Act 1 and then, and then you have him sing. You save it, Stevie. You save <laughs> yeah. it. Um, I just, I am so sad we'll never get that. I really think that would have been the best, like, pairing of actor, story, mm-hmm. and composer together yeah. to create something. I'm just thinking of, like, indie movies now. Um, is there yeah. anything from the Kevin Smith oeuvre that would work as a musical? No. This, he tried is the thing. Like, in the I know he did 2010s, that. You know, that movie, you could with- like, you could maybe, like, do a try and off-Broadway, you know, black box thing with Clerks, but... <laughs> I'm yeah, Clerks sure was the that. one I was thinking of, um, but then they did, he did that movie where they, where they, where they, where the kids are doing Sweeney Todd, right? Yeah, that uh, was that Jersey was, Girl. Was that Chasing Amy? No, that was no, Jersey no, no. Girl. Jersey Girl, you're right. Chasing Liv Amy Tyler's. might be interesting. Again, it would have to yeah. be adapted and a lot more like like a five person musical in a black box. Yeah, very uh, cerebral, yeah. next to normally style. Mm-hmm. I think Chasing Amy would work better than Clerks because you, you, with Clerks, you're quote, quoting right back at them. That's a little too right, popular. Right, right. It'd yeah. be cool to kind of yeah, that's true. Um, it'd be cool to kind of see how Chase because Chasing Amy is progressive in a lot of ways, not so in some other ways. But when I look back on it, I'm like, huh. Yeah, there, there were some things it that... Was, it was one of those things that I think was um, it was, it was for the time. It was progressive yeah, for the time, now. and then it's looped back. Well, I don't know. Like, um, the whole idea of her of bisexuality being, yeah. being addressed, I think. It's, like, looped around. I feel like it's having another research... Or, Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know how to explain what I'm saying. Um, I think. I think it has stuff that could be updated in a very thoughtful way for the stage. Um, that might be interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, using it as a jumping writer. off point. Yeah, yeah, that might be I, interesting. Yeah, my favorite film of his is Dogma, and that would me too. All, so. I love Dogma, but <laughs> yeah. you know what, Dogma. It's got such great monologues and dialogue. Yeah. It does. It would be cool. It does. It'd be cool sit, to see it on stage as a play. Yes. Yeah. Like them all in a room. Yeah. Like like less hijinks and taking some of that amazing dialogue, just talking about mm-hmm. the world and stuff. Tony I, I, Kushner, get over here and adapt Yeah, that's dogma. what I'm thinking. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like, 
when you see like four four white people getting angry in a living room and drinking wine play mm-hmm. like that, but just with the dogma character. Yeah. <laughs> um, hard agree. Those would be good. Um, there's also a lot of things where I just kind of want them to be adapted because I think they'd suit the stage better, or because I just want to enjoy the content again and have someone at yeah. the head that isn't a monster. So my next pitch is Annie Hall. I want that to be a musical just so I can enjoy Annie Hall again. Yeah. <laughs> just so I don't have to look at Woody oh, Allen's geez, shitty, so shitty much face. Woody Allen baggage. <sighs> I mean, I I watched a I watched a production I was do it watched a production of Play It It Again Sam out here while um that, you know, a lot of that um was going down with Dylan Farrow um mm-hmm. coming out. And, you know, it's just like, you know, just watching it, you're just like, okay, yeah, this guy has issues with women. <sighs> Uh yeah, I mean I I've 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 never really been a Woody Allen fan. I remember like seeing a lot of his movies even when I was young, and mm-hmm. everyone being like he's a genius, and I remember being like this is yeah. sexist, but I must be wrong, right? You know? Yeah. And, uh, oh, they parents, are. They yeah, are. My parents really like Sleeper, yeah. although I think that's because you know the the house is like you know like off I seventy. Oh, here God. you can drive past it on the way up to the mountains. <laughs> My husband is a huge Woody Allen fan. I mean, he was. Like, he's very formative. Because, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. he, he connected to his writing. He really liked it. Right, And then, right. yeah, in the past few years, Jeff's kind of like, eh. <laughs> Not yeah. so much anymore. I feel, it's yeah, I, yeah, I loved a lot of Joss Whedon stuff in the 90s, so I feel that. <laughs> Same. Same. All Speaking of Joss Whedon, suck. I mean... Has there anyone that's never let us down? Weird Al's the only one, right? He's like the only one that was never a monster. Yeah, he still seems to be okay so far, knock yeah. on wood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. So Annie Hall, I just like to see that like taken on by maybe a female point of view and adapted. Um, wait until Woody Allen's dead so like no one can like uh, yeah. profit from that. Um, the other thing I'd pitch is The Wicker Man because there's so many songs already <laughs> okay, in that, that movie. Okay, that would be interesting. And then you have a big set piece that you're waiting to, to pay off yeah. at the end. You have yeah. a falling chandelier, so to like, say. You'd have version. to go like Titanic yeah. the musical with it. You'd have to go real big. <laughs> yeah. But the, the original songs already in the movie are incredible. Like, And Christopher mm-hmm. Lee's singing them. Like, There's so much in that original film that really would translate the yeah. stage so well. Just a yeah. few more numbers. Keep it mm-hmm dark keep it mysterious i think it would really really sell yeah i think yeah i think there's some guillermo del toro movies that could really work as musicals i mean even you know even the shape of water um because you could have you know there's that one you could have strings yeah well yeah you could have dance you could have dancers and puppetry (laughs) and there's that one scene where she actually sings so you know you could have her like have or maybe be like spring awakening where they have you know the deaf actor but then they have the voice yeah. as well yeah. so but yeah what, what about like pixar films <laughs> i mean they did finding nemo yeah they did a, yeah Animal. they did the finding nemo stuff and toy story Kingdom. the musical don't forget that jeff Coco. was buzz Lightyear oh, himself. my husband I mean, I mean, my husband was musical, the last i would see oh that. yeah coco that'd be good yeah my husband okay. was the last buzz Lightyear on the cruise ships <laughs> And that set yeah. was falling apart. Disney didn't care. They were like, get them out of here. We got Frozen <laughs> coming in. Um, yeah. Yeah, they had some cute songs in that show, too. Sid was like, Sid was played by, a, you know, a short girl. And so oh, she, yeah. she had like a rocker song, like, um, <laughs> but 
I can see that, you know, playing that kid, that teen who thinks he's so edgy. Yeah. Yeah. But like, that's one of my goals in 2022 is to have Jeff on to talk about Toy Story, the musical and or Grease. Oh, he he has to talk about that. He has to talk about Rent. He has to talk about, yeah, Grease. He has to talk about doing Villains Tonight on the cruise ship when he plays that show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, maybe I'll bring him on to the Hercules of the Musical episode and we can chat about it there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, n- nobody remembers that happened I, two yeah. years ago. That's right. They did a concert of it. Where Roger mm-hmm. Bart was Hades. Come on. that that, that That's enough <laughs> that of a sell, right? Yeah, that was pretty great. Um, but I'm trying to think of like other Pixar movies like that aren't musicals yet. Um, like Ratatouille, I guess. That, Ratatouille yeah, is like I mean, nice. Yeah, French that's a musical, music. all right. It's already well, a musical. Oh, that's well, right. Ratatouille like is the sorry, musical, I forgot. But actually, cra- yeah, doing it yeah, properly, yeah, yeah. I think that would work. Or taking that and you know developing yeah, it to ex- the stage. Yeah, or extrapolating mm-hmm. from it. Yeah. Um, Bugs Life, maybe. Bugs Life would be cute. Um, yeah. A lot of fun mm-hmm. characters. That would be cute as like a junior Bugs musical. Life Junior, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Inside Out. I think Inside Out would oh, be really Inside interesting. Inside Out would be fun. It already feels like a theater piece at some point because you would actually just kind of have those two separate worlds. And yeah, the two separate them. worlds, the inside. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be mm-hmm. cool. Um, and you could, again, you could do a lot of fun stuff with like sets or projections or however you want to 
you know, create that world. Now I, I know this see, is. Be- I want to see that? a parody sketch on SNL or something where they do Cars the musical. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, that's not going to happen. But I want some parody sketch somewhere. I give don't you my give blessing. This, don't give them ideas. But yeah. Just do. Don't do it for real. Do it as like a three-minute sketch. That would be fun. Yeah, I could see that. Everybody on roller skates. It's the second coming of. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> they can have these like boxy middles. Yeah. And, like they can't like they have a romantic duet, but they can't like kiss because they're yeah, like, trying to reach around each other, oh. just kind of bumping. <laughs> um, I also want to throw a pitch out there. I know this has been adapted to Broadway plays, but put songs in it. Goddamn it, misery. Misery is like the best Stephen King story, and it just sings. Come on, the the, the Kathy Bates yeah. character just sings already. Yeah, that would be a really good, you know, a diva role. Yeah, that's so funny. Imagine um, Patty Lapone playing that. Oh yeah, yeah, you put her right up there with Mama Rose and Norma Desmond and all those crazy, <laughs> you know. And think of the effects you could do when women. she when she bashes his foot. Oh yeah, <laughs> that cool. That you could do some cool lighting effects, or she could mm-hmm. go into slow motion with a strobe. <laughs> <laughs> like you I imagine the wobble she... of the foot. Mm-hmm. Like I imagine she still gets the eleven o'clock number where she imagines the ending she would have wanted before oh, she gets yeah. dies. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, come, no. oh, come on. Get, who who would we even get to compose that one? <laughs> what, what would be some other good horror ones that would make? Well, I don't know, you know, because I, I tend to gravitate, I I tend to gravitate towards so much. those. Betty Buckley's I, already in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I tend to gravitate towards those tight psychological horror things like Shining mm-hmm. or Psycho, and that's kind of not that right the right milieu for that. Yeah, Psycho could work if you like really kind of parse it down. I think it's too iconic. Honestly, yeah. do Psycho two the musical. Psycho two, I think, is better than Psycho oh, yeah, one. To be go, honest, there you go. Uh, <laughs> and that suits a musical much more. <laughs> Let, let's just go ahead and make the um, the Exorcist into a musical. <laughs> Imagine your mother sucks like, cocks in hell. Yeah, your, your mother, mother sucks cocks in hell. hell. <laughs> like you could have. Um, <laughs> You could have Look, a body double acrobat, you know, do the, do the spider walk. Down get Sydney Lucas before she gets too old. She can play the Linda Blair character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There could be a dream ballet. Um, <laughs> I didn't expect first, dream first, ballet to get first me. First two rows, you may get wet because of the vomit. <laughs> Like, it, it'll the be like Evil Dead the like musical. Yeah, Gallagher yeah. show. This, this is a this is the theme br- park show. Group. This is the theme park show. We're yeah. <laughs> have either of you seen Evil Dead the musical? Uh, no, but I I've, haven't. I've heard, the, I've heard it's heard interesting though. Yeah. It is incredible. Fun. It is incredible to watch on stage uh, in Detroit because Sam Raimi, all that um, Detroit's own. Um, they go all out for it. There is blood everywhere. You will get soaked if you are in any of the center rows. Um, <laughs> it is. They have, like, buckets from the ceiling. (laughs) Those horror camp classics Mm -hmm. would work really well. Oh, what about, about, like, The Lost Boys? Okay, I can see that. You you have got to keep the 80s aesthetic and music. You could have the saxophone guy. Yeah. Um, That would be pretty But I feel like that would be a little too, like, a little too popular, you know? It could Mm -hmm. be, like, how you do Evil Dead. Like, it would have to be winky. Yeah. I have to say, have you to know, I'm, you know, I love Mystery Science Theater 3000, so I do kind of love it when people take those, like, god-awful movies like The Room or yeah. Manos and just, you know, kind of do this, you know, kind of the ironic musical adaptation the room. about it and the just room, lean the into musical. The we Room, the it. musical. That has to it's, exist. It's, it's that real, has yeah. to exist. Oh, it, it's out there, yeah. 
That, like that, that's what okay yeah, my final pitch like, you know got space mutiny this really yes. cheesy 80s you know oh, I would star love to wars knockoff that would be fun as I heck love space i mean Miami on, you know belting out baritone power ballads i would die for that oh valerian's so dancing mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. i kind of just want an mst3k musical now that i think about it <laughs> just just them doing a show yeah They've already it, written so many songs for yeah. the for the show over the years. They have, and there's some pretty good ones out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bobby Lopez and Kristen Anderson Lopez are writing the songs for the new season they're doing. Um, oh, are they? Yeah, that nice. one I do know. Maybe an so MST3K yeah. musical review of all their hits. That yeah. But yeah, When there's I saw like... them live a couple years ago, they do pull out a lot of just song numbers and perform live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw yeah, them. Yeah, there was... I just did their I just did their most recent tour and right before intermission they have like a, a song basically all about merchandising because there's like a lot of because there's like a lot of you know 80s like Return of the Jedi and um, you know other brand name stuff in their movie so they talk about that and then they talk about oh hey here's all the cool stuff you can get at our merch table and it's fun it's yeah. you know funny yeah I saw I saw them do the thing out here in 2017 and it was mm-hmm. the it was the watch out for snakes movie oh yes yeah <laughs> Ega as a musical Come yeah on. Ega that, there yes. you go I can't remember which one it was watch out for okay. snakes who said that <laughs> last thing before we wrap this up the one thing I'm surprised they don't do more of especially after Wicked hit and like these are all in the public domain any of the Oz sequels there's a thousand of those Oz sequels and no one's ever tried adapting any of them mm-hmm. yeah there's just Return to Oz and then Return no to one, I mean God and yeah. they never touched them ever it's, again and it's a great it's so cult, weird it, that one's a great cult classic with Ferruccia oh, Balkany love Balk Return yeah. to Oz oh my mm. god make that Return one a musical Return to Oz is great um, oh. I would say make the Ozma of Oz a, a musical. Do you know what the story of Ozma? Do you guys? Oh yeah, know? that would be fantastic. You know Amy Schneider, um, who the the Jeopardy champion who just yeah. you know ended forty game run. She's fantastic, and she's at. She said on one of her episodes she's got an Ozma tattoo because you know obviously as a cha- transgender woman, that's where she sees herself. Hmm. That is like one of the like first trans representations I hear a lot of people like cite, and I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think Baum intended it, but it it is still it's, very yeah, empowering. Yeah, it's there and yeah. it, it's out there, and that's you know people saying, yeah, I feel that. That would be a I good adaptation musical. for new trans representation on yeah. stage for sure. Yeah. Um, but on that note, we do have an actual dear friends question to wrap this all up. This is unrelated. This is not a joke question that I write at the top of you. <laughs> this is a for Rizzle question. What? Those were jokes. I thought Carrie Pipperidge really wrote to <laughs> Um, But I did want to say this. This is from Black Benny Bouvier Desmond. Um, and he, she, they ask, because um, that is the pronouns they left, so I'm going to just stick with they at this point. Um, dear friends, to cut to the chase, I just ended my first ever relationship. We met four months ago through a dating app, and literally first night we met in person, we decided to start dating. Obviously, we rushed into it very fast, me even more than him, because I was so eager. I completely new to dating. Um, I'm 21, and I'm a hyper-romantic person and a tiny bit of a drama queen. And the worst mm-hmm. part about the breakup is that he is a nice guy and have plenty in common. He's a nice person I don't regret meeting, and we want to remain friends. However, the thing about my feelings is that they were very genuine, were always covered in the rose tinting. I insisted that my happiness revolved around him and that I'd been trying to transition out of that. But that's a whole other issue. 
What I want to ask you guys about is your opinions and experience with, well, friendship. This is Dear Friends Podcast, after all, LOL. Do you think that it's possible to be friends with someone you used to date? I know the reverse is normal, but I can't think of any real-life friendship that works out like that. I mean, it's weird and hard, isn't it? I'm going to hang out with him, but I can't be like, dude, want to make out, be, but in like <laughs> a buddy way. But those feelings are still fresh, and I just want to know if I'm alone in having that. I feel very one-sided, and it's hard to convince myself it's a normal way to react in this situation. Hope this isn't TMI. Hope you're well. Fayedra. Fayedra. Well, okay. I, well, that's uh, a lot. Yeah. yeah. First of all, uh, yeah, it's possible. Uh, mm-hmm. However, my, I've, I've been this person. And I've been the one telling my girlfriends this many times, many, many times. Because a lot of times they do, you go through a breakup. By the way, you didn't rush. You're fine. If you guys no. were on the same yeah. page about and you're it. In, you're in your 20s. Please. Yeah, you're cool. Okay. You didn't rush it. If it feels yeah. right to both of you, then you go for it. That's you're all still, you can you're do. You're still figuring a lot of this yeah. out. So. That's all you can do. As long as you were comfortable, you, it's fine. Um, uh, that being said, is that you need to have some distance before you can be friends. You need mm-hmm. to take, you can't just like jump into being friends right away. It'll be too hard. It's it's just gonna hurt. It'll be awkward. It'll be awkward and you might feel bad and you might think something will happen that won't happen or, or mm-hmm. it, it might set you back. You need that distance. You need some time. Yeah. You need a little bit of a break from that person. And then mm-hmm. once you've taken that break, I recommend jumping back into it in big group settings where it's not mm-hmm. just like, let's go get coffee, the two of us, and talk. No. Right. Like, get back into it. Ease yourself back into it. Um, mm-hmm. I know it can be hard when you're dating someone for a while um, and you break up because a, a lot of times it can be, especially if it seems like it was kind of not not a bad breakup. Um mm-hmm. It can be, you know, you mourn the loss of that person and not just the romantic side, the, the friendship. But the only way it's going to happen, the only way I've seen it work uh, is if you take a little time, some space to just not be around that person. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, you need that because um, what I'm hearing is that you were, you were, you, you were deeply, you were, you had a lot of emotional investment in this relationship. And that honestly was me in my twenties, you know, I was, oh my God. I would, you know, I mm-hmm. would jump into a, into a relationship, you know, both feet. And when it ha- ended, it was difficult. And then you're um, like, why was I so stupid to care? What did I do? I yeah. Thought this was, yeah. I thought this was for real. And <laughs> yeah, you do need that time to, you know, clear that out, clear that out of your system, I guess. And, you know, get to the point where you're like, okay, that's not what this relationship is anymore, but maybe it can be something different. Mm -hmm. And also, like, it will come back. I am Mm -hmm. very good friends with all my exes. Like, three exes of mine worked on my last film, and it was just fine. You do need the time, though. The time is very important. Refigure out who you are. Start a new normal, and then meet the new person. I know people who are divorced but are still on very good terms with their exes. I mean, you know, they still have you know, that friendship and camaraderie, but, you know, being in that, you know, deep, committed, personal relationship, that just wasn't working out for them. Yeah, and and your temperament and their temperament might affect the situation too, you know. I'm I'm friends with some of my exes, some of my exes, like, I'm friendly with, like, on social media, but, like, I don't really want to talk to. Um, (laughs) uh, It's it's a mixed bag, you know. Um, So you have to to decide how comfortable you are being around this person um, without you feeling hurt. Uh, and, and as cliche 
as cliche as it is, it takes time. Mm-hmm. It just takes a little bit of time to yeah. get over a breakup, and it takes a little bit of distance. And I think doing that for a while will be vital if you want to be friends with this person someday mm-hmm. in the future. So to quote Julie Andrews, wait a year or two. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. That was wonderful. Do you have any songs for that? Because I'm just going to use the 16 going on 17 reprise. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. I don't know. Um, There's nothing wrong with being a romantic drama queen, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in your early 20s. Oh, my goodness. That's the time to do it, baby. (laughs) Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, come on. (laughs) Uh I look at that now and I'm like, oh, God. Mm -hmm. That looks exhausting. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I wish you all well. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh. Let's do. Let's do. Um. In that vein, let's do. No, no. That's not a good idea. You're trying to deal with a breakup. Okay. Someone else. Let me think about this. Oh, jeez. I was gonna do something um, romantic, and I'm like, no. I need like a breakup. Song. You could do still uh, hurting. That's like a very fresh one. Oh, oh yeah. There is that. Um. I don't know. I'm kind of going with. I'm kind of going with I'm not that girl from Wicked. Because, mm. you, you know, it's, you know, sometimes you just need that, you know, you sad, need to not meant. Yeah, you just need that sad, not meant to be catharsis to cry it out and, you know, get it out of your system. Um, and honestly, oh, it's, you know, it's it's a great alto ballad and there's not enough of them in the world. Yeah, let's do. Um, oh, let's do There's a Fine, Fine Line. There's oh, a fine yes. Line. yes, 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 yes. There's a fine, fine line between a lover and a friend. Uh, surprisingly heartfelt, earnest song from a I show mean, with you know, I, puppets, I, I, I'm you know? still surprised that's in the same score as The Internet is for Porn. Yeah. That, that was inspired was by Kristen Anderson, Lopez. Yeah. That was inspired by Kristen Anderson saying, well, you got to figure out whether you want to be in a relationship with me, Bobby. <laughs> and she said, there's a fine line. Way to go, He's Kristen. like, I'm going to steal yeah. that. Yeah. Ooh, very, now, very Andrew Garfield as Jonathan Larson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that 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 scene made me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So uh, but uh, speaking so of making people uncomfortable, why don't you promote your stuff for the world to see? Christy, why don't you start? All right, I'm at Musical Hell on YouTube, Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook. Um, I'm speaking of cruises. I'm sponsoring a group cruise in January of next year. Uh, check out the information on my pages. I've got a red bubble. I've got a Patreon. So just watch my stuff. <laughs> send me money if you can, but watch my stuff. <laughs> watch They're my good stuff. stuff. And send me monies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Emily. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm stealing focus on YouTube um, and on Patreon. And you can find me at Emily A.B. Clark on all the social medias. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I, I host a show called Musicals with Cheese. Go listen to that, I guess, if you're not doing anything. Um, <laughs> if you don't have any plans this weekend, you know. If you're snowed in, like it, it, it'll make you feel good. I'm everywhere, but OnlyFans at Jesse McAnally. So just look that up. For now. For now, but only for, but now. Only for now. No OnlyFans. <laughs> only for now. Um, but we'll see you next time on the Dear Friends podcast. Bye-bye. All right. Bye bye. Take care. Dear friends, spill your woes to your musical family. Dear friends. Take your questions and turn them into nuggets of wisdom And anecdotes in an otherwise cynical world Dear friends 
Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.